0: It's going to be one of those episodes, isn't it? Yup.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Magic the Gathering Under the Hood. Uh, I'm, As always, I'm your host, Chris, and I'm joined by my good friend, Joe. Say hi, Joe. Hello, everybody. Joe, level one judge, coming to you. And... Are you ready to play? Because with all the COVID restrictions lifting, um, Friday Na- Friday Night Magic in person is now coming back, and so we decided that this episode would feature would be us talking about Friday Night Magic. Um, that way, if you are a new player, you aren't going into Friday Night Magic blind. Uh, we can give you. We'll be giving you some pointers. Some words of advice and uh, whatnot. and as always if you have any questions comments concerns shout outs um, you can find us uh, on twitter at mtg under the hood uh, you can email us at mtg under the hood at gmail dot com and you can find us on facebook as mtg under the hood and big announcement uh, somehow, some way, we are now on Apple Podcasts. So, we'll yeah, be able- still not sure exactly when that went through, but we have a number of people listening
0: to us on Apple Podcasts, and I was able to find us. So, look for us on Apple. Tell your friends. All right. So, Joe, have you been working on anything new? Sort of. Not nearly as intensive as I have in the past. With FNMs coming back up. Our local game store has released its schedule of events for Friday Night Magic, and I happened to notice that one of the nights was specifically going to be geared towards the Modern format. While I've always been kind of adverse to playing in Modern because it's just really expensive, I want to be able to go to as many of the events as possible, um, and I, you, know, you need a deck that's that legal if, for that format if you want to play. So I've been trying to find a modern deck that's kind of budget-friendly and still kind of competitive. Thus far, I've not had much success, but we'll get something put together. Uh, But that's that's what I'm doing right now. I'm researching modern decks so that I could play in that format. What about you?
1: Well, I haven't really been working on anything new due to projects around the house, and I recently started to... Downsized my collection a little bit, because there was a new game store that opened, and so I talked to them, and uh, I just today, I donated 10,000-ish, uh, plus or minus 100 or so uh, cards to them. So, downsized my collection just a little bit, um, but projects around the house have been taking a lot of my time. And it's also spoiler season four Forgotten Realms. Yes. So, Forgotten Realms.
0: Not so excited about the crossover between Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of that. But I think they really did some cool ideas with the actual cards. The roll of D20 mechanic, I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and pack tactics for the Gruul colors
1: I think is gonna look really good as well. So I'm I'm really excited about it. I, I agree. It's gonna be great. And Joe, if you wanna if you want a good place to start a modern deck, uh what I've found is actually easiest for me is to take one of your standard decks and then just expand on that idea. So your I will keep that in mind. So your cycling deck that you have well, guess what? Cat had cycling in it. That's true. So you can now pull from it in even bigger pools to get more effects and everything like that. And you also have access to, if it's modern, you also have access to Modern Horizons 2, which also had yes. a couple of cycling cards in it. And because you're in, I believe it's mostly red-blue, or is it red-white? It's mostly red-white. If you splash blue in there, you can get a, um, Fractured Sanity in there to add in a little bit of milk as a payoff for... Um, Cycling. Okay. Thank you very much. I will keep that in mind. I mean, that's how I kind of started with how I jumped into Modern was. I just took a standard deck and put it hmm. and just added. I kept the shell of it the same, but I was able to pull from more. So well, there you go. Um, and, hey, so
0: new players out there that might be listening or even players who have really only gotten into it since standard you know you're playing in your standard format right now Uh, if you want to expand out into modern just take a standard deck and see what you can
1: do yeah so there we go learn something new all the time so for this episode there are no words to live by Instead, we're going to focus on some we're going to uh, shed a little bit of light on something that caught us off guard at our last Friday Night Magic and that's the Magic Companion app. Um, this is... It's a new system for running events. There was a little bit of a learning curve for all of us there that we're trying to figure it out because... Well, it even took the, the
0: tournament organizer by surprise. We all showed up and it was kind of like, we were, you don't need our DCI number?
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it, it is a bit of a learning curve, but it's, it's a good system. But once we were able to get it all figured out and everything... I actually enjoyed it because it gave you all the information you needed right there on your smartphone. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff that it provides, some of the information that it provides you with is that it keeps track of your standings, so you can easily go in to see at the end of the round where you are in the standings, um, and it actually displays your pairings for each round on your phone so you know exactly who you're playing against So no
0: more going to the pairings board or listening to get a shout out by the tournament organizer it's just boom right there on your phone and you know what table you're
1: supposed to go to everything is all set up and you're also able to track your life on it um, and you can even submit your round results electronically and it will actually ask both parties to verify that it was the correct report um, and I actually really like that just because no longer have to get up, go tell the organizer, and everything like that. Well, and it was one of those things, like, we, we never use match slips at yep. our events. It's always just,
0: well, winner goes and reports. Well, you're sort of trusting that the winner is then going to be honest and saying, well, if they, they won 2-1, you know, two, two, mat- two games to one, they're actually telling the, the scorekeeper that they won 2-1, to um, and they didn't win 2-0, which, you know, you, you just you want to make sure it's accurate and
1: this gives you that verification it's really nice so our big advice to you is if you don't have it you can go ahead and download it ahead of time um and you will also need to have a wizards account so I believe if you have a uh, mtg arena account that's what you'll be using um and it's a free download, and it's on the uh, um, Google Play Store and, uh, was it, iTunes? It's the Apple Apps, App Store. App Store. Yeah. The actual app is called Magic the
0: Gathering Companion. So check it out, get it downloaded if you're able, and go ahead and get ready. Like I said, it took us by surprise, but once we got the hang of it and we learned how to use it, everything flowed very smoothly. We were very pleased.
1: All right, so now time for the the focus of this show of Friday Night Magic. Um a little bit of a different disclaimer for this one. This is going to be a different kind of episode. Like I said, we aren't going to be discussing any mechanic or abilities or rules of that sort. Um we'll be discussing Friday Night Magic in general. Like what to expect, our experiences, um any stories that we might think of along the way and uh, little tidbits of information that we've learned from attending Friday Night Magics over the years. First place to start is finding where you can play Friday Night Magic. Yep. Um, You have some options for you. The easiest one is to talk to your friends. There are, there's a really good chance that some of the people that you play with know where you can go to play Friday Night Magic. Um, well that's how I got started. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you,
0: you and I started playing at the kitchen table and you told me that hey GameScape or local store runs Friday Night Magic and so I said, "All right, let's go ahead and check it out." Now, I don't have a deck, but, you know, a, a, you know, a legal deck for that format they were running, but sure, hey, let's go. Let's check it out.
1: Um, and so if you um if your friends that play don't know where you can go, you can also search online by going to locator.wizards.com, and all you have to do is enter your um, postal co- postal code, and it'll give you um, local local locations around you. Um, and a link for that will be in the show notes. Um, things you and now for things that you that you should know for Friday Night Magic is, of course, the location. Um, that one's pretty self-explanatory. Well, no yeah, I mean, you got to know where you're going. If you know don't know where, where you're going, you're going to have a problem. <laughs> and then to go with the location, start time. Um, I know for hours, it, where we go, it used to be 5 o'clock. Yeah. But due to, like, not a lot of people being able to show up due to work and everything, he pushed it to 5.30. And by doing that... By adding in that 30-minute period, um, it really did make a difference. We were able to get more people. Yeah. Um, and where we go, because of because of our relationship with the owner, with uh, the organizer, if we know we're going to be a little late, we, uh, we can call the store ahead of time and just be like, hey, I'm going to be a couple of minutes late, can you keep registrations open. Right. And they'll work and sometimes, depending on the location, they'll work with you on um yeah. make sure that you're able to get in and sign up and everything like that. If you don't know this information,
0: which hey, it's entirely possible, especially if this is your first time or you're going to a new place, call the store. Just call them. Uh, and typically, you know, FNM will be run at a a local game store or something like that. But just call them. Find out what time everything starts. It's okay. The store owner or manager will be happy to tell you that information. In fact, they'll probably be excited that somebody new is coming to the store. Uh, you you wanna make sure that you really do check out that registration time. Some places are gonna be very strict on that. You know, you have to be here by a certain time and you have to be registered before that time because we have a very competitive group of people or we have a very, uh, very dedicated group of people who like to start on time. And so we're not gonna be very flexible. Other places, you know, they they may be okay with you coming in a couple minutes late for that registration. Or again, you know, if you're really if you know the the owner pretty well, then maybe they'll be able to hold registration a couple minutes. You know, especially if you're a regular. Uh, if you do show up late, though, keep in mind that while they still may let you register, they may they may still start the event on time. So you may end up that you'll show up. But maybe you're not going to get as much time to construct your deck if it's a sealed event. Uh, pre-release is a great example. We we went to one one time. Uh, you and I were sitting there, and I think 20 minutes into deck construction, somebody else showed up. Actually, two people showed up. Mm-hmm. And so the store owner came over to everybody that was playing and said, hey, do you guys mind if you know we add two more people? You know, you're already 20 minutes into deck construction. We said, sure, as long as we don't add any time on at the end, and we keep that amount of time so that we can keep moving. You know, because, I mean, these events start at 530, and they'll go for several hours, so we didn't want to be there any later. Uh, But just realize, so, if you do show up late, you may not get as much time in that deck construction. If it's a draft night, (laughs) you you may not get to play. Uh, I mean, you know, the the draft is going to happen, and it'll fire when it's supposed to. You may not get to do it you may not get to be in the first round of events. They may have to add you in the second round, and you'll have to take a match loss for round one. So just keep that in mind. Uh, the best way is to always just err on the side of caution. Be early. All right? Give yourself plenty of time, and just make sure that you're there in time ready to go. Worst comes to worst, you show up a little bit early, let them know you want to register for Friday Night Magic, and then you
1: browse the store for a little while.
0: You know, No big deal.
1: I mean, our location, there's a grocery store next... Right next door, and me. I have a small little ritual that I like to do. I show up early. They let me drop my stuff behind the yeah. counter, and that way they know I'm there to play. But I'm always, but I'm always a little early, so I go in. I drop my stuff off, and then I go next door, grab some food, or you know, a bite to eat it real quick, and then come over and home um, while I wait. Yeah. Um. Another thing that you might want to know is restroom locations uh there's because these these events can take several hours um know where the restrooms are uh where we play they don't have public restrooms the grocery store next door is the closest is the closest restroom so I mean, that's always something that is very good to know. Oh, absolutely.
0: You know, and, and that's something that, if especially if you're going to a new location, you probably won't know this going, and, and that's something that might be a little more awkward to ask you know, the, the store owner, like, hey, where are your restrooms located for the event? Now, hey, they may not have a problem with answering that question, but maybe it, it's a little more awkward to ask that. Uh, so if you show up a little bit early and you just sort of scope out the place, like, okay, where are the restrooms? There is no door that says restroom, so got to find another place, you know, and, and just make sure you know somewhere that's close by with a restroom. It may not seem like a big deal now, but trust me,
1: at some point it will be. So things that are ideal to know whenever you go to Friday Night Magic, the first one is the format. Um, whenever at our local uh, game store, it used to only be standard. Um, or Every Friday night. <laughs> every Friday night used to be standard. Um, but now they are starting to put in different formats into the rotation. So you want to know what the format is so you know right. what to bring. Um, making sure that you have the right deck. Um,
0: and hey, if you're one like of that, those people that's been playing for a while and you have multiple decks, you know, and you're going to a new place, hey, no big deal. Just bring a bunch of different decks. But odds are maybe you don't have a number of decks maybe you're like me I I don't have a modern deck yet all right so I'm playing standard or commander that that's what I have you know or maybe you just don't want to take a bunch of decks with you so if at all possible know the format in advance and again if you don't you can call the store it's really not a problem but there are several stores that maybe they don't you know have a set schedule maybe there are stores that are a little more fluid For a while, our local game store has been kind of like that, where Standard wasn't really all that fun for a while, and, and, well, still hasn't been all that exciting for a while. Hopefully that'll change, but... And so people would show up with the anticipation of playing Standard, but then once everybody got there, like, not many people wanted to play Standard. So the format would actually be a little bit fluid. Um, Maybe what you anticipated isn't what actually happens. so just be prepared for that uh, it, it could end up being that way so you know, you know you never know. And if you don't have a deck that is legal for the format, see if your store has a deck that you can borrow or rent for the evening. the especially the stores that are magic focused, they will keep decks behind the counter for this purpose for players that are you know just coming in or new to the to the game, and maybe they they don't have the money they don't want to drop you know several hundred dollars on a deck for modern. Well, the store may have a deck behind the counter that is modern legal. It's probably not any anything that's high powered or going to win games, but it's modern legal, and they'll have a deck that you could rent or borrow for that evening, uh, or maybe another player will loan you a deck. This happened to fall into my category when we first got started, and you were, you know, getting me back into magic. uh, I didn't have a deck that was actually standard legal. All of my cards were from uh, what was Uh, Champions of Kamigawa back, so I had nothing that was standard legal. And so you let me borrow a deck, you know, that was standard legal for the time for the format, and that wasn't a problem. You know, it was you just let me borrow one and i played it that night and that
1: was great nobody nobody cared nobody gave me a hard time about it that's just the way it was yeah i mean me i always tend to build multiple decks Mm -hmm. just and i always tend to take multiple decks just for that reason if someone wants if it's someone's first time or someone just wants to play i can and they don't have one i can i can be the one to help to be the you know the enabler right <laughs> <laughs> or i can be that the good samaritan and just and uh you know be like if you don't have one i have multiple take your pick i have no problem playing whichever one i own most of the time i don't even know if i have multiple i honestly don't know which deck i'm going to play until you know it's time to start right So, just some things to think
0: about, you know, when it comes to format, and especially if you don't have a deck that's legal for that format, you you
1: have some options. So, the next thing I kind of touched on earlier, and that's the store owner, manager, or um, tournament organizer, or tournament organizer. Um, If you if you're a regular at the location, just say hi, let them know that you're there. That way, they kind of get a rough count. They can they roughly know who's all going to how many they have so far and then if you don't know them if, if it's your first time there eh, or you just don't know don't really know them in general that's no big deal don't be afraid to talk to the person behind the counter sometimes they will be able to guide you help you along help you get registered stuff of that nature but uh, well, keep in mind you know that they, they are happy to have
0: new players They are not going to look at you and say no you can't play tonight, this is for experienced players only, it's Friday Night Magic, yeah, odds are that's not going to happen. And at the end of the day, you are willing to come in and spend your time in their location probably spend money at their location so they're looking at it from a customer service aspect too. you know they want you to come and play so if you are new to the store no big deal talk to them the clerk behind the counter the manager whoever happens to be they will guide you in the right direction they'll get you registered and they'll help you out being able to play for the evening hey Joe you want to tell us about judges sure now at Friday Night Magic Judges really aren't as common in a lot of places. In fact, many places go without a judge completely for Friday Night Magic. But if a judge is present, just stop by, say hello. All right? uh, You'll be able to find the judge sometimes based off of what they're wearing. Typical, uh, uh, typical attire for a judge is all black, but it really depends on what the, the tournament organizer insists on them wearing. Sometimes they want to be very, very classy, you know, they want to make sure that that judge is clearly identifiable. Sometimes the tournament organizer's store owner doesn't care too much, and you know, as long as the, the judge l- looks professional in some way, then they're okay with it, alright? So if you can find the judge, go say hi to the judge, remember. A judge at Friday Night Magic is mostly there to help run the event and answer rules questions. The judge is not going to look at you and distribute penalty after penalty after penalty because you're making mistakes. That is absolutely not what Friday Night Magic is about. And judges especially want to help educate players. They want to help make sure that the rules are are followed on the card. You know, as you have questions about them, uh, just. The judges are there to help, so please do not be afraid to to talk to the judge. Uh, Typically, like I said, at FNM, judges won't be marked with a name tag, so don't look for someone with a name tag on on either, and assume that they are the judge for the evening. And Again, if you're not sure if a judge is present, ask whoever registers you for, for FNM, and they will probably tell you if a judge is present, and they can definitely point out the judge in person. Usually, too, the judge will speak for just a little bit at the beginning of the event. So, at the very least, that's when you'll see
1: the judge. All right. Normally. So, some things that you probably won't know, but you can easily learn beforehand, um, and that's um, the meta game. So, when we say meta game, we mean like what seems to be like the top tier or most popular decks that are being played um these ones are typically more on the expensive side um just because they're so well fleshed out and tuned and everything like that but the metagame is also a very good place to start looking if you want to build a deck or so that you can kind of gauge what all to expect and how you want to um build your deck and so just being mindful of the meta game and everything like that what the current meta is is always a good place to be very mindful of and you can find this information on various websites uh mtg goldfish is a very good one to look at but um you can honestly just go online and type in magic the gathering meta and it'll pull up whatever form you can find whatever format you're going to be playing just to kind of see what the meta is at any given time. Um, Finding the meta at your local game store, though, can take a little bit more
0: practice. You know, obviously, with most local game stores, in fact, I would say a majority of local game stores, they're not publishing results, all right? Uh, they're They're not giving deck lists for the top eight from that week's Friday Night Magic or anything. So, when you do look at the metagame for that particular location, it might take you a couple weeks to really flesh it out and really know what's going on and know what what types of decks players tend to play, what types of things are really permissible in that group. Uh, the, the great example that I like to throw out when we start talking about metagame has to do with land destruction in Commander. In Commander, it is typically the 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 unwritten rule that you do not destroy the lands of your opponents. You leave the lands alone. But there are some play groups that have no problem with lands. Or land destruction. Uh, so that's just kind of an idea, you know, it, it really depends from group to group and and playgroup to play group what's permissible, what's not permissible. So it might take a little bit of time, but be patient. As you play more, you'll learn how the players tend to interact with each other and what kind of decks they tend to play. So it just it takes time to really flesh out the metagame.
1: Another thing that you kind of want to think about um, is whether or not food food or drink is permitted. I know that at our local game store, um, they have no problem with you bringing in food as long as you. Don't make a mess. And clean up after yourself. You clean yeah. up after yourself, and generally, the unwritten rule at our local game store is you don't you don't really eat while you're playing. Um, right. You want s- before
0: or after? Before or after your yeah. or in between the rounds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not while play is in, is happening. Yeah. But there are other places that have very strict policies against that. You know, no food, no drink, because of the value of the of the game pieces on the table. Absolutely nothing in this vicinity. You know, or they might have a designated area where you can go eat for a little while, but none while they play. You know, it again, just
1: ask, and and the store owner, tournament organizer, will be happy to tell you. So we actually sat down and kind of brought, came up with a. Um, very basic list of things that you should bring with you. Um, the first and foremost, your deck. We know it seems a little obvious, but it's kind of important if you want to play at Friday Night Magic. Well,
0: especially, you start looking at all the things on this list, and you're gonna go, "Okay, I got that, I got that, I got that," and all of a sudden, you overlook the fact that, oh yeah, I need like a deck to use, <laughs> and so you leave your the
1: most important part of the this list at home. Uh, the next thing that you might want to take with you is water. Obviously, hydration is very important. I mean, hydrate or die. So water is very important. Plus, it's it's nice to be able to just sit back, take a sip, recollect yourself yeah. for the next.
0: Well, and water is the safe bet, mm-hmm. you know. Uh If you spill water on on the table or anything, hopefully it's not around any cards, uh, but that's going to be the easy cleanup and store owners aren't going to get upset with you for having water. (laughs) You know, they might be upset with you if you cover their floor in sticky soft drinks, you know, so water is always a safe bet.
1: And same as water, snacks. Um, I'm not talking like a full, like a five course meal, but like if you just have like small thing of snacks or, you know, like a bag of chips or something like that. Granola bars, that kind of stuff. Just something small, just something so you can just, like, snack on because most of the time you won't be able to go and get something to eat in the middle of it. So snacks are, are very... And again,
0: we're, we're talking, f can go for several hours. And for us, it starts at 5.30 right around dinner time. So you're either eating early... Or And then, you know, you're going to be hungry by the time the event's over or you're waiting until really late in the evening to have your dinner. And that's just, you know, you may not be excited about that. So, yeah, some light snacks would be good.
1: Another thing, I think we covered this in uh, one of our very first episodes, um, pencil and paper. More important than you may realize. Um, And that's, you can do a lot with pencil and paper. You can keep track of your life. um, cuz you don't want to rely on your opponent keeping track never of your never rely
0: on your opponent
1: <laughs> um also it's very good to uh, keep track of there have been countless times where i didn't really have a i didn't have the the appropriate creature token and instead of just grabbing a random one i just had a piece of paper and i literally wrote like frog and, like the basic information on it and just had it there yeah most easy places... way to make tokens yeah tokens counters, stuff like that um so well and
0: you got to keep in mind too if you're really looking to become good at this game you really want to get into it a lot of your higher end players make notes during the game you know they'll they'll might they'll mark notes about what cards they see from their opponent uh, specific play styles you know or, or tactics that their opponent is taking you can also just take notes on what you're doing you know, if you're a young player and, or a less experienced player and you just want to get better at it, take some notes about what you're doing during the game. Errors that you made, mistakes you made, you know, things like that. The difference between
1: screwing around and science, whether or not you take notes. Yeah. <laughs> so take, So notes are very helpful for during the game and also yeah. after the game so you can kind of see where you're weak, reevaluate, and know where to kind of improve. Um, other, any other items that will help you keep track of information in the game, this can include like dice or the Ikoria counters, um, stuff like that. Um, if you if you have extras of uh, if you have like extra playmat go ahead and bring those in case someone doesn't have it doesn't have one or even just, you know, one for yourself. Yeah. You know, if you want to bring a playmat, bring a playmat. You don't have to, but... Mm. You know. Playmats are very nice just because they feel... I've found that once I started playing with a playmat, it was... It changed my life, and I I thoroughly enjoy playing with a playmat. No, it's play easier mat. to get cards off of it and everything. It keeps the cards nicer, yeah. And, uh, sleeves. Um, you, you are more than welcome to play with unsleeved cards. Nobody cares. Well, you're you're welcome to play with unsleeved cards as
0: long as they are not clearly damaged or marked in any way. True. Because remember, yes, we're talking about FNM, uh, and we're not going to be huge sticklers on the rules, but you still have to make sure that you're not cheating, all right, or, or showing any signs of cheating. So, uh, yeah, sleeves if your cards are in damaged or bad shape always
1: a good idea all right and the one of the last things that you might want to bring is uh cash typically friday night magics have a small entry fee um so it's usually it's like five bucks or
0: something like that it's it's
1: it's usually not expensive for for your normal friday Night magic it's usually around five dollars but for like pre-releases or release um usually Usually it'll be a little bit higher, but that's and we're talking about our location.
0: It's usually like five bucks for Friday Night Magic. That changes, you know. If we're doing a draft, it's going to be a little more expensive.
1: But it depends; it varies. But it's usually not overly expensive. And another good thing about having cash is because you're typically at a um, local game store, they have dice and singles and extra packs, and so you can so you can buy anything. It's just nice having cash this way. That way you can get things for, you know, for yourself or to kind of help you. But just remember that if you buy a pack during uh, Friday Night Magic, if you have a buy, just remember that you cannot put the cards from that pack into your deck. Oh, yes. That will get you disqualified. <laughs> and speaking of disqual- disqualifications, Joe, what are some things that you don't want to do? Okay.
0: Okay. So we want to be very clear about this um, and before we dive into it I do want you to know FNM is a, is supposed to be about having fun and it is but there are some unwanted behaviors from the judging at regular document and there are some serious problems that and that's really what they're they're titled as and there are some things that will get you into some trouble at FNM so these are some things that you need to pay attention to. The first the generally unwanted behaviors. Inadequate shuffling. Just make sure you shuffle your deck thoroughly. Please keep in mind, pile shuffling does not constitute shuffling. That is actually going to be considered a form of stacking your deck, and will get you disqualified. All right, so make sure, or I should say they will tell you to, uh, at at judging a regular, you'll probably just be told to shuffle again, all right? uh, So make sure you shuffle adequately. If you're taking unreasonable amounts of time making a play decision or during your sideboard time, you're going to have somebody come talk to you. All right? uh, just, It's okay to think, it's okay to take your time, but when you're regularly taking an unreasonable amount of time, it becomes a problem, and it delays the entire event for everybody. I've heard horror stories where a 50-minute round gets one game played because somebody is taking so long with their turn so again people the the judge or the organizer will speak to you several times if this becomes an issue asking for or providing strategic advice during a match or a draft you are on your own you are not allowed to ask for strategic information you can ask for rules clarification if you wanna know how something interacts, but you cannot get strategic information. And this includes from your buddies, all right? So please don't go seeking that out. You will get in some trouble for it. Probably not disqualified the first time, but you will get into some trouble. Tardiness, Uh, a player who is more than 10 minutes late to a match has forfeited and should be dropped from the tournament at the end of the round if you are still absent. Make sure you show up to your match on time. You do get a little bit of leeway, but make sure you just show up on time. All right, again, it's about being courteous to the rest of the people that are in the event. Keep things moving. And finally, determining match outcomes by incentives, coercion, or outside the game methods, or gambling on any part of the tournament. Now, I know that This is considered a general unwanted behavior, but this will get you disqualified. Um, Any judge, or especially a tournament organizer, will look at you and say, you're done. Uh, So you cannot bribe somebody to win the game. You cannot uh, roll a die to see who wins. Um, You cannot put money on a game. Alright, this is supposed to be fun, enjoyable, you you have to play the game, and you have to want to, you have to just keep moving, alright? So none of that. Serious problems that will actually get you immediately disqualified, and probably removed from the tournament. Aggressive, violent, harassing, or abusive behavior, either physical or verbal. Don't do it, alright? And yes, we're talking about, like, punching people in the face, or getting physically aggress- violent with people. But this could also be uh, at the end of a game that you lost, you pick up your opponent's deck and throw it across the room. That's going to get you disqualified, probably escorted off the premises and probably asked not to come back. So again just keep it keep it together. If you are knowingly breaking or letting an opponent break game or tournament rules or you're lying in order to gain an advantage, uh, again, This is basically you're cheating, all right? You you are not following the rules and you know it. So this will get you disqualified. Now, you are allowed to to bluff about cards uh, that an opponent can't normally see, but you cannot knowingly break a game rule, all right? So if you want to hold up lands in your hand to make an opponent think maybe you have a counterspell, that's fine, but you're not allowed to play a counterspell and then tell your opponent you, they can't respond to it. All right, that that's not allowed. Theft is the last one. You are not allowed to take anything that belongs to somebody else. <laughs> it's just no, you you cannot steal and this include this includes simple things like if you are in a draft and let's say you open up your pack and you get the chase mythic card from the set and it's foiled. All right, on top of it You are not allowed to take that card out and slip in a different card to replace that slot in the pack. That is theft. That will get you disqualified. That will get you probably, again, escorted off the premises. Stealing uh, another person's deck during the game will, again, it's the same thing. Not only is that theft, that will probably involve the police. So, again, keep those ideas in mind. We're here to have fun but if you do something that is against these rules, you you will get at least a talking to, if not disqualified. All right, so now that we've had all the doom and gloom, Chris, end us on a
1: happy note. <laughs> all righty, at the end of the day, just remember Friday Night Magic is about gathering and playing magic. I mean, simple as that, but if you want, if you want us to break it down, there are some things that we can go into. First of all is, don't be a jerk. Especially if you lose. Like, like Joe just said, like, violent or aggressive behavior. Shouting at your opponent for, you know, your opponent if they won, you know, however. If you if you just start yelling at them, saying that, you know, they were wrong and that you should have won, don't do it. It's
0: not going to go... Well, not only could it get you thrown out, I mean, it just looks bad on you, you know. So, just make sure that you, uh you know... You, if, if you lose accept it graciously and move on and now, this goes doubly so for you experienced players all right if any experienced players are out there listening don't be a jerk <laughs> be nice to the new guys so they will come back and continue to play
1: and even if you beat a even if you win against a new player or it's their first night and you just happen to like absolutely trounce them don't rub it in their face don't gloat what I like to do is if they're new if I, and I beat them I I tend to talk to them after the game like after you know the after the round is over if we have some time left over I'll talk to them and give them you know pointers on how they could have done some done something differently and this is where now this isn't you know asking for strategic asking for or providing strategic advice oh yeah once the
0: game's over you're okay
1: um so after the after the round or the match or well after the round preferably um you can i tend to give advice to new players like whenever you did this or whenever i did this and you tried to do this if you had done it this way it would have worked more in your favor or like i try to give them like give them a good jumping off point on where to improve exactly. or, um help them out. Um, you may not win a single game at Friday Night Magic. Especially your first time. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't win a single game that evening. But it's okay. <laughs> Just don't get discouraged and don't judge the location off of one event. Um, now, one's a fluke, two's a trend if you go back again and you just have another horrible experience yeah or if the or if you just don't like if you just don't get along well with the other players there you might want to look into a different location um all in all friday magic is supposed to be about fun getting together with other players slinging some spells and just being merry um That's pretty much it. Joe, is there any extended reading for this one? No,
0: uh, no extended reading for today, but we do encourage you, especially if you've never been to Friday Night Magic before, go out, find a location, and and go have some fun. Uh, And and keep in mind, we, we call it Friday Night Magic, and it is supposed to happen on Friday nights, but stores usually run sanctioned events Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and really, I think they can run them any day of the week. All right. Uh, so check your local game store and see when they are having events. Maybe there's another event that's going on somewhere else uh, that's not at a store, but it'll still be available. You know, sometime throughout the week. And again, uh, locator.wizards.com. That link will be in the show notes. Type in your postal code, and it'll give you some places that are sanctioned to have, or that are available to have sanctioned events in, you know, around where you're from. So.
1: All right, so time to clean up. Uh, this week, there isn't a question from our
0: listeners. I think we've given them plenty of stories and experiences to recount. We're just going to skip the question this week.
1: And as I said at the top of the episode, you can get in contact with us through email, Twitter, and Facebook. Email is mtgunderthehood at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at mtgunderthehood and on Facebook at mtgunderthehood. As always, thank you for listening to this episode of Magic the Gathering Under the Hood. I'm Chris. And I'm Joe. We look forward to delving deeper Under the Hood with you in our next episode. Stay tuned.